0: All right, well, I'm going to jump on in here and see what the Lord has for us today. Everybody had a good week? Amen. It's only Sunday, man. It's got to be good, right? We're starting a fresh week, right? Good stuff. Well, I want to talk a little bit about our title today, Not My Will. And uh, And it's easy to say, but it's harder to live out, isn't it? We can say it on Sunday, Not My Will, Lord, but yours. What about Monday when you deal with your coworkers? What about Sunday when you leave here and there's a long line at the... The uh, buffet, right? Come on, lady, bring it on. Get some more ham. Let's go. You know, you know we do those things, right? But you know, this this scripture here just really um, was laying on my heart this week. I'm going to ask Bonnie to click that for me, and we'll jump on in there. I said, how many of us, especially in the midst of, of suffering or conflict, or even in good times, can say, "Not my will, but yours, Lord." Not my will, but yours. And and I tell you, it's all about. Losing ourself and gaining Christ in our lives. And and I hope today that we can look at this and and just really let the Lord move in our life. I think a lot of us know when some of these hard spots come up, what usually happens, we don't usually say, I don't know for me, I don't usually say, in the midst of a a big storm in my life, I go, not my will, Lord, but yours. It's usually something like this. I don't want to play anymore. It's usually something like, take me out, coach. I had enough. How about y'all? But you know what? As our heart becomes more like Christ. In crisis that's how we respond but I want us to see also today not just in crisis but in Christ daily in the good times and the bad times and regardless do we have the mind of Christ Do we have the attitude of Christ um, to respond to the different things that, that, that Jesus shows us you know Jesus whole life on earth was in obedience to the father and people say yeah well, he's the son of God yes he was but he laid his deity aside to come and walk this earth, like me and you, in total obedience to His Father. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? You know, we, I was talking to me first. When things are not comfortable, we don't usually like it, do we? We can, we can tap out real fast, can we? It just came to my mind the other day, I watched The Karate Kid, the first movie. Did y'all see that? I mean, it was on again. It's been out for years. And the thing, my takeaway from this was, when the little Karate Kid guy wants to learn karate, He goes to Mr. Miyagi, and Mr. Miyagi gives him a lot of tasks, a lot of tasks, and I thought, man, they had, remember, everybody knows wax on, wax off, remember that? It just came to me just now, and I told Denise, I said, isn't that amazing? He he washed all the cars. He waxed all the cars, right, and he was still hanging tight. Then what did he do? He he did the brush on the fence, this and that, this and that, and all this, and finally says, look, old man, I'm done you're just using me as a workhorse right and then mr Nigi shows him that wax off is an inside block or an outside block you know these things or or these different blocks and all this and then he caught the point my point was this I don't know how many people would even take that challenge today mm-hmm. how many folks I'll start with the young folks and move on up how many that boy in a movie at this time No, well, it's a movie but I gonna, we're going to pull something up 15 years, I'm going to say, I'll tell you what, if you want to learn karate or you want something from me, if you want to experience what I have for you, wash all the cars. They'd be like, I ain't doing that. right? We What I'm saying is we give up real easy, right? Think about that. And, and, and not only that, even when we get older, you know, I'm looking at the grass going, it's too hot, you know? All these different things. My whole point is Jesus stuck to the plan. Jesus stuck... To what God had laid on his heart And because of that We got salvation He looked at the bigger picture When, going back to that movie Just kind of sidetracking He didn't see in the midst of the work He didn't see in the midst of the commitment What he was going to learn And what the benefits are Sometimes in this walk that we have We don't see the benefits of things coming Until later I know this when I first started preaching I knew God had called me to preach. I didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle. I was really overwhelmed. And God continued to put people in my life to help me along and encourage along. And there's times I still feel like that. Today would be a good day to feel like that. Pretty much everything we've touched today has not worked out. But I'm cool with that because I know it's not about me. It's not about anybody else. It's about God. And that's the thing that I see that Lord's words in my life. I don't get all, ah, all the time. Maybe every now and then. But what I see is here, as I commit my life to the plan, God's going to take care of it. And in that plan, and in that in that season of life, and in the rain, and in the storm, and, and in the boat when it's taken on water, God's still there, isn't he? So I'm just going to open up with that. And so today, I'm going to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done here today. Now, everybody pretty much knows the backdrop of the story of what's going on in Matthew 26. But let's go ahead and read this here. And it says, And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, Yet mm-hmm. not as I will, but as you will. Jesus knew what was coming. You ever, you ever had a rough day? Let's just go. You know you got a real tough day at work coming, you know? Sunday night, the stomach starts turning. You know you got to be on time, and you look at the clock every hour. All these things. And that's just work. Maybe it's, let's ramp it up a little bit. Maybe it's, you're waiting for a doctor report to come back. And you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. Maybe it's something else. I don't know what it is. But no doubt, Jesus knew what was ahead. And what did he say? And he went a little beyond them. We're going to be talking about this a little bit. God calls us in our life, and I'm going to repeat this every time. To go a little beyond the normal and the natural. He calls us to step out and be the leaders. He calls us to step out and be the light in the darkness. And I pray today through the message that we see that and hear that. But knowing all this, knowing that he was going to have the suffering, and he knew that it was going to be a tough road, he didn't stop. I'm glad to see so many folks here today. Because really think about it. He said, man, I don't want to go out there. It's raining. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't say, man, it's like 103 today. I'm not going to that cross. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it, we need to set our face towards the things of God and, and hold to them. And I hope we can pull in a few things today and just show you how much God loves you. But more than that, or is just as equal to that, is that we have a great role model, Jesus. And I hope today that there will be a little bit less of us and more of him. Amen? Let's jump on in there. I kind of broke it out in three little categories. Comfort, conflict, and commitment. How many people like comfort? <laughs> now look at this. Everybody's, everybody's like this. And I said, how many people like comfort? And a couple of people. Are, <laughs> we love comfort, man. We love kicking back. So I I tell you what, can we hit that? Can we get that thing going? I'm like, if we can, I really need that thing. I lean on that thing. But we like comfort, don't we? Because I'll, I'll be wearing you out with that thing. I have no idea. Yeah, there we go. One in doubt, reboot. When, when in doubt, reboot. Look at that. Look at that. Woo! Praise the Lord. Well, jumping back in here in comfort, I said, you know what, last night when I was putting this together, I said, we love some big chair living, don't we? He said, wait, what are you talking about, big chair living? How many people got that spot in their house that's just comfy? Look at that. just back We used to call it, in our neighborhood, the big daddy rabbit chair. <laughs> you, when you're sitting in the big daddy rabbit chair, you would, man, oh, man, this is, this is it. You know, my dad had that chair. And when dad came home, you, you got out the chair. <laughs> I mean, he had that thing, man, just put like that. He'd come home, start reading the paper, and my mom would start talking. And he'd start going at He said, she said, you're not even listening to me. Yeah, I am, Ruthie. Yeah, I am. And then he started going through the gears. And then his lady, he's sleeping, and all this good stuff. He was in that chair. He was in the comfortable zone. And my mom's beautiful voice would just lull him to sleep. Hey, 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 hey. Isn't that something? We would say that. You heard that, didn't you? But you know, like, Well, really, what does that mean? We like to relax. We like to be comfortable. And the same thing, our circumstances are not always like that, are they? They're not always like that. We we like to see that when everything's comfortable and cozy, man. We can. Yeah, whatever. No problem. You know? You go to go to some of the Italian restaurants. They did, yeah, hey, what's the matter with you? You want another meatball, another what's you know, and you're just like, I can't eat anymore. I just can't. you're just comfortable, just blessing you, all those things, man. But what happens when, when things start getting a little tough? We gotta get out of the chair sometimes, don't we? You know? What else do we like to do? We like to prop up our prop, prop up our feet. How many people like getting their hands dirty other than my mother-in-law? This is funny. I'm going to have a long ride home, but this is funny. Grandmama loves to work in the yard. My wife hates working in the yard. But she has to work in the yard with her mama, and I love it. I go, oh, that looks good. What about that spot she's going in. I mean, they're working on that flower garden and all that. But they get even with me because once they do everything, I got to keep it up. I was like, we don't need all that. We don't need all that. But it, it's some, some folks don't mind getting in there and, and getting, getting with it, right? Now, Denise will do a hundred things, all types of other things, but she just ain't, she don't want the dirt under them fingernails, you know what I mean? She'll do anything else because she is on a massive summer project, which means most of my stuff will be at the junkyard rear, at the dump. It's called cleaning the garage, you know? And I said, I don't even want to know. If it's got strings on it, don't throw it away. If it says Harley, don't throw it away. And if it's got, you know, it must sing, don't throw it away. Other than that, just don't tell me. We got a lot of room in our garage already. And she's on a roll, man. But she don't mind doing that. <clears throat> How many, you know, sometimes in our life, we got to get out of that chair and we got to clean up a little bit. Now, I want you to hear what I'm saying here. We don't have to clean up to come to God. God will take you right where you are. Right where you are. But I tell you what, every now and then, God will do some purging in our life. He will help us with those things that, that bog us down. Amen. And, and he gives us fair warning, you know? And, and he's got the Holy Spirit in our life to tell us, say, you know, you don't need to be propping your feet up. There's things to do. What do you mean? There's things to do is we need to get out there and share the gospel message. Kevin was sharing with me. I, I tell you, he had me smiling. He's been working and he run across this person that was reading the book and it had something about God in it. I said, come on, tell me more. Tell me more. He, just another avenue where he can start talking about Jesus at work. Oh, let me, tell me about that book. Tell me about this. How many little... Hence, How many little things does God put around you and people you meet? You know, remember the tattoo last week or a couple weeks ago? That's another option right there to talk about the, the, the greatness of God. I, I pray this week that we don't get too used to the big chair living. I pray that we don't prop up as much as, uh, as we did in the past, but we also are willing to go beyond them. Man, this is going to drive me crazy. Two clicks, please. One more. Angela, you're hired. you got to fix this thing for us. My goodness. Now you try to keep your mind thinking when that don't work. No Are you willing to go beyond them? And this is the whole scripture that we had earlier. Look on your handouts and say, and he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed. I started out with this and saying, you know, God desires for us to go a little beyond the normal, a little beyond the world, a little beyond what everybody else is doing. We shouldn't look like the world, should Should we? No, I don't know. So many times I look around and I go, man, what could have been if I just jumped out a little further? I I found out my little bit of knowing about the stock market is about like this. And it doesn't matter what you were going to do or when you were going to buy. It matters about what you did. You know what? When we leave here, I don't want people to say, man, I wonder what that guy could have done while he was here. If he had just went a little bit further, if he would have just done this, if he had just done that. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to be laying on my, my deathbed if that's the way I go out and go, would have should have, could have. I want to be into a place that, you know, whatever the deal is, that I went a little beyond them. And it's not a competition thing. It's a Christ thing. Are we good? Who knows? Good. I'll take it back. All right. It's the battery. We ain't got but about a hundred of them back there somewhere. Yeah, they're in there. That's all right. Oh man. So so many times we look, and I asked the question today: Are you willing be to go beyond? You said, "Well, what do you mean? Are you willing to be able to go beyond with your children? Are you willing to take the time and set aside? You know, we're gonna we're gonna do a devotion tonight. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna spend some time praying tonight. We're gonna go ahead and and spend some time, and we're gonna look around. And we're going to find the best place to find you a study Bible. You know, maybe it's that. Maybe it's, you know what, this week I'm going to witness to one of my coworkers. Maybe it's this week, you know, I'm going to pray for my wife before I leave. Or I'm going to pray for my husband. I don't know what it is. But you know what, I don't know any equation, equation that we ever come into, that we can't bring God into it, do y'all? And a lot of people say, well, you know, business, you know, there's business and then there's religion. I don't have religion. Do y'all got religion I don't have religion I have a relationship So therefore when I go somewhere My relationship comes with me Jesus comes with me I want to tell you a little story here Years ago uh, a buddy of mine His sister passed away And it was the first funeral I ever did Terrified Terrified, didn't know what to do My, my buddy said, mom said That you were going to handle this Now, I grew up with this beach, and my buddy, my right handman, me and Ronnie went to kindergarten together. I I knew this family. Great. I mean, I spent more time at his house than I did mine. And so when Mama said, you're going to handle it, that was it. You can't take it back. (laughs) You know what I mean? And he calls me. Mama said, you're going to take care of this. I said, okay. What do you want me to do? I'll play a song. See, at that time, that's all I did. I just played a song. But guess what? What God taught me at that particular time of doing my first funeral it's the same thing I do every time God calls me to, to do that and the opportunity comes. I said, Lord, what do I do? I was not comfortable. This was, this was a, a tragic thing. We didn't really know that this was coming. She was a little sick, but we thought she was coming around. She was gone. But you know the Lord is so good. He allowed me to share Christ with that young lady before she died, and we know that we know that when you call on the name of Jesus, you're locked in because of what Jesus done. So I do know this. I know that I'll see her again. And I said, Lord, what in the world am I supposed to do? I mean, you know, they didn't go to church. We didn't go to church. I, you know, I know their background. guy's like, I know their background too. I said, they're bad like me. most of the stuff was Ronnie's fault, or at least I blamed it on him, (laughs) right? He did the same for me. But you know what? Even that, that, his mom said, just something changed in your life. I said, we used to call her Ma. I said, Ma. He said, "Something changed in your life. You do what you do, son. You do what you do. You just do what you do." And the Lord told me this: glorify God, honor the per- person's memory, and point people to Jesus. You know, about half of my friends' family got saved that day. And time went on, and one of the one of the young girls was kind of on the fence and different things like that. And She grew up, and and she was getting ready to get married. And so when she got married, she's going to call old Uncle Bud. To do the service, and I said, "Well, let's talk about this, you know, and see what's going on." You find her, right? Yeah. And uh, let's talk about this. And she said, "Okay." So we're getting ready to get down to, to the nuts and bolts of this thing, and she says, uh, "Well, it's going to be this date." And I said, "Okay." And it's going to be at this place. It's going to be beautiful. I said, "That sounds good." I need to talk to you and your future husband, and 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 there's going to be a lot of people there. I said, "That's great. That's good." And you can bring your family, and you can eat everything you want. I said, yeah, we still need to talk. And she said, well, well there is one small request. She said, uh, the, guy, the guy I'm believing uh, in, uh, the guy I'm marrying, is not a believer. I said, really? I said, uh, that's why I want to talk to you, you know. Matter of fact, um, they asked me to ask you. You ready for this? If you just wouldn't mention Jesus. That's a short phone call. But see, I I still loved her right where she was. I said, honey. I said, I can't do that. I won't do that. She said, you won't. I said, is your daddy going to walk you down the aisle? Yeah. I said, you love your dad, don't you? She said, yeah, you know I love my dad. We got a great relationship. I said, well, would you leave him at home? No. I said, can't leave mine at home either. She understood that. And I didn't do the wedding. I wasn't mad. I wasn't anything else. I was actually wounded to think, you got a long road ahead of you. And it didn't last long. She had a long road ahead of her. Now, I'm not going to tell you that every marriage that has Christ in it doesn't have challenges. But I'm going to tell you what. I don't know how you make it without Him. Amen? I don't know how you make it with in, in everyday life without them. The good news is you don't have to. So I just wanted to share those things. You know, and so many times we say, yeah, well, is that you, me, who? <laughs> it's going to be all right. Y'all remember this all day. Man, they were struggling. You know what? It's all good. But I had a couple more things I wanted to share in here. When I thought about that particular wedding, and I thought about that, probably the old me would have been like, you don't believe like me, so I'm mad. What's your problem? As God has worked in my heart, it's like you were that guy one time, too. It wasn't in my life. It wasn't that I didn't believe. I just didn't know. I didn't understand. I didn't understand about God's grace. I didn't understand about his mercy. I didn't understand how in the world something happened 2,000 years ago. Some guy dying on a tree is going to do anything for me. But man, somebody took the time to show me. And that's the best story I know today. Because you know what? It's more than a story. It's a reality. It's life. And sometimes in this life, it's not always comfortable. But it is this. It is always about his grace and his mercy and his love. Let's see if we can jump on down here. There we go. How about conflict? Anybody have conflict in their life sometimes? All the time, man. We have conflict all the time. If you get outside your house, you got conflict. Sometimes when you come home, you got conflict. It's just the way it is because it's what? It's life. You're trying to do right and the devil's trying to bring you down, right? So many times this happens. But so many things that you look in life. It's about how we respond to conflict. Have you ever thought about that? We got very little control of stuff. I mean, very little control. But how do we respond to those things? I said, you know, everybody's different. And there's all types of conflicts. You can have conflicts at home. You can have conflicts at work. You can have conflicts with yourself. You ever have conflicts with yourself? I can't believe you did that. What were you thinking? Right? Oh, my goodness. We can do all those things. Spouses, children, anything. Like I said, it's just life. But as we look through the Bible, it shows us how to respond in those things, right? Soft answer turns away a lot of things, doesn't it? You know, we run through a lot of different things. So I'm going to get you to click these out. Let's take a look at this way back when. The blame game started out. How how did they deal with it? As soon as God, God comes to Adam and Eve, he says, it was that woman you gave me, right? The blame game started, man. And you know, as much as we think... A lot of times people say, "Oh, the Bible is just not interesting. I don't know which one they're they're reading. My Bible's interesting. How about you? Oh, it's boring. You are crazy, man. Why do you think they make movies on it all the time? They mess them up when they make them, but still, it's amazing, man. From the very beginning. So when you think your kids learning something new, it was already here. The blame game. What else we got? How can we do the conflict? Sometimes we can run like Jonah. Anybody run? Just, it, it's not happening. La, 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 la. You know that? I had my little nephew one time, and he was down for the summer, and I was only about five years older than him. He was doing something, his dad yelled at him, he Say, hey, what were you think you're doing? And all of a sudden, he just went like this. And my, my, my uncle was talking about He just smiled. I said, What's happening? He says, He thinks if he closes his eyes, That I can't see him. Watch this. Boom. Them eyeballs on me goes, wow. Man. (laughs) Resurrection, man. He found out that's not it. You can't close your eyes to everything in the world. You can't close your eyes to everything in your family. You can't close your eyes to everything at, at work and your job and all these different things. As a matter of fact, if you're a Christian, you probably need to open more than your eyes. You probably need to open your mouth. And that's tough. Now, I'm not saying you got to be Mr. Goody, two shoes, and oh, oh that's it. Oh, it, it. but there's things in our life that when they step over, we need to say, hey, you know what? I don't want to be a part of that. How many get a lot of emails and all those raunchy emails, right? We talked about that. I'm not on the list no more. Oh, well, you know? How many times are you going to people cussing and, and, and fuming and this and that? And I just go, well, uh, let me know when y'all want to get, get on the job not that I'm better than anybody else. I'm not going to sit around and be part of that. I'll have to tell you the truth. I was probably the ringlinger years ago. I had no idea how bad my language was, my outlook was, and all that. But I didn't have Jesus. But when I got Jesus, he calls us to go a little beyond. I don't want to be that guy no more. There's still a work being done. But those things, the first thing, made you, golly, somebody use a different tone or a different you know vocabulary And you go man this is, this is uh, Wow I used to talk like that But you know what God is always willing To take us where we are And not only that you can only run so far Just like Jonah amen We can hide like Jeremiah I did a little, I did a little research on Jeremiah Do you know that Jeremiah Was 17 years old when God called him To the ministry 17 Jesse's 16 and a half So about Jesse's age you ready for this a little backstory? He preached for forty years, and nobody got saved that 's a little depression. I mean you've got to be thinking, you sure I 'm not supposed to sell camels or something Something else there's got to be something right here what 's going on? God did not allow him to have a family, no wife, no kids or anything else. They called him the weeping prophet. I guess so. he didn't have nobody on his side. <clears throat> But God, and God was more than enough. But you know what? He 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 wanted to just run and hide. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever get so overwhelmed? You just like, I, I, I'm just I'm done, I'm done. I'll tell you what happens a lot of times, and this is the reverse. This is what the devil wants to happen. You mess up, or you get upset, or you lose your cool, or you lose your way. He says, you don't don't go to church. Don't go to church today. You're a hypocrite. And then next week, it would be like, well, you didn't go last week, you know, so you shouldn't go. So if you miss one week, it's easy to miss two. And if you miss two, well, why go? See, that's the, the lie of the enemy. The truth of the matter is when we get like that, this is where we need to be. So other people will come along and encourage us. So we'll hear the word of God. And instead of being hiding in the word, uh, in the world, we hide in the word. We, we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that we go, Lord, this is, I, I, I can't fix this. Anybody have anything that they couldn't fix? A lot, isn't it? Moms and dads fix a lot of... Co- Man, my dad could fix stuff. I wouldn't say it looked like it did when he, when, when I, before I broke it, but he'll fix it. Oh, you don't need that wheel. You don't need that wheel over there. You got two on the other side. You know? All different types of things like that. But you know what? As much as moms and dads and grandparents want to fix sometimes, we can't fix things for our children. We can love them. We can encourage them. We can point them to to different things, and it's tough. It's real tough. How many know that sometimes you say, hey, look, don't get on that train track, you know, in a situation. And so they have a chain tag. They're doing a little shuffle ball change, and you're like, there's there's a whistle coming. You need to get off the train track, right? That's what you're telling your kids. And I said, don't do this. This is not good, right? Then next thing you know, you hear the whistle, And they're still out there. And then you see the light and they're still there. Mm-hmm. It's the same with us and God. God says, hey, look, this is the way I want you to live your life. These are the things. And in the midst of conflict, I want you to respond this way. But well, What do we do? Push me, push you. Push me, push you. And it takes some time. I don't always, I'm not up here saying that I respond perfectly all the time. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm working on it. How about y'all? But not only am I working on it, you know how I'm working on it, Lord? Help me. You know what the Bible talks about in here? I'm going to, look at, I'm going to go ahead and jump to the next one, please. And it says, he went a little beyond them. God wants us to respond like Jesus. But also, I want us to look at this too. I'm probably jumping ahead of myself here. And he says, and he fell on his face and prayed. Man, how often do I do that first? Usually, I'm in the ditch and go, I can't get out. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And if this doesn't change... Then I'll ask God to fix it. I don't know when to does that. I mean, we can do that all the time. How many people say, hey, what I'm going to do about it, I'm going to go here and do this and this and this and this. Did you pray about it? And they, you can tell as soon as you ask them if they prayed about it or not because they got that half a second delay. Like, yeah, sure I did. You know what? For the people that you love, you just want God's best for them. And as we grow in Christ, the people that we don't even know, we still want God's best them. amen? That's how you know that God's working in your heart. You know, it's easy to judge people, isn't it? We do. It's, it's funny. How many people like to be judged? Not a hand in the house. It's, it's something else. It's, it's brutal, man. I've said it many times before. This, this was a blessing to me. I work with a lot of guys, and a lot of guys know I'm a pastor and a preacher and different everything else. But at work, they, they think I flip hats around or something. Well, you're the guy that does this stuff over here. You, you know, you work on this stuff. You, you know, you're just one of the guys. I am. I am one of the guys. But the bigger picture is this: not so much passion, but being a Christ follower, not just a fan, like we're learning on the, on our Tuesday nights, a, a Christ follower. And it's and it's funny, because I had a guy that work with me, and he, and he came to service one time, and it was so funny. I see him. I'm doing what God's calling me to do, and it's God moving through us as we're available to Him. And we went out to to lunch and everything. And he didn't really say a whole bunch until later on. And then later on, he goes, dude, I got to see what you really do now. That's cool. I got to see what God's called you to do. And he said, the guys just don't know. That is not a buddy thing or anything else. But he got to see me doing what God created me to do. Sharing the word, man. That's it. And And I took it the other way. Well, maybe I need to be sharing more word. You know what I mean? But what happens is people will put you in, oh, yeah, I know you from work. I know you from church. I know you from the soccer field. I know you from here. And that's it. I know you from fishing. I know. So surely that's all you do, right? But what happens is when they start to know you, you start realizing there's a whole lot more to know about you. Same with God. We go, oh, he saved us. That's, that's great. We're not going to hell now. But there's so much more. There's so much more he wants for you. You have the power of the living God, the same power that that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, living in you if you're a believer today. You have the promises of God in your life today. So when conflicts come along, you can take God's word on it and say, you know what, no weapon form of gift will be going to prosper. I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to come out on top. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm going to go with this. It's by grace I'm saved through faith, not that of myself. But it's a gift of God. I'm not backing up. I'm pressing in. I want to do what God says, even in the midst of conflict. You know, it'd be real easy to go, you know, my throat hurts. I don't think I'm going to preach today. We'll just run a slideshow. No, because I know as crazy as things are today, somebody's going to get something out of it. And guess what? It might just be me. But I hope it's everybody. I hope people listening later on will get something out of this. Because I want you to see in the midst of this, it's not our will, but his will. And his will is for us to have opportunity to come and praise him today. Are you happy to be here today? Are you happy to be here today? We've got a place that we can come. We're not outside, man. You know, when I've done some mission work, and I've done very little compared to a lot of people, but I've done enough to know we're blessed right here, right? We don't have the big auditorium or anything like that. Don't care. We got inside plumbing. That's a plus, you know? I tell you what, when we went uh, several years ago, we went to Utah on an Indian reservation, and Miss Tynes said, Oh, excuse me, where's the restroom? And then the guy said, Out there? (laughs) She's like, are you going to go out there with me? (laughs) Bruce, are you going to go with me? Uh, uh, We'll go as a team. (laughs) Man, it was way out there, man. And it's starting to get dry. I say, hey, look, don't be be piddling around. You got to get back out of here. They probably got coyotes or something out here. You know? And so when you come back, sometimes from doing some other things, out of your comfort zone, and you see some conflict, you start realizing how good you got it. Isn't it good to count your blessings? How often do you count your blessings? Do you just do that when things are tough or you just, when everything's good? I think it's a good daily thing to count your blessings. It really is. You turn around when when your feet hit the floor. Man, that's good stuff. You know, sometimes I remember before my knee operation, I was going, oh my goodness, man, my knees hurt so bad. I could have told you this storm was coming three weeks ago with my knees. But you know what? God's so good. He gave me some new knees. And they got an app for that. I don't need my knees to tell me when it's going to rain anymore. But, man, I'm thankful that I could get up and do a few things. I'm thankful that, you know what, I got a roof over my house. I'm thankful that we got a place to come worship. I'm thankful that I got some amazing friends and family. How about you guys? Yeah, but, buddy, you don't know what I'm going through. You're right. Well, you've never been through this and that. You're right. But God knows. And God will work with you through that conflict. And he will show you how to stick to this stuff. Because you know what? Just like Jesus, we need to be committed to what Christ has for us. Let's move on a little bit. Everybody doing good so far? Amen. Everybody too comfortable? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't even get the sheet of paper to come undone today. That's crazy. So commitment. Let's hit the first one, Bob. What do you think of when you hear the word commitment? What do you all think about that? Some people say, oh, marriage. True. Sometimes people think, I got to do a lot of stuff. Does commitment, the word commitment, scare anybody? I guess it did. You didn't even say nothing. It It is. I mean, think about that. Some people don't want to commit in relationships. Some people, well, you know, I I, I don't want, you want to go out? I can turn around and say, you want to go get a steak dinner next week? And people go, well, what day is it? Well, where are we going to go? Well, how much is it? What's the temperature? Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just asked you, did you want to go? But see, a lot of times, we just won't make the commitment. Aren't you glad that Christ made the commitment? I thought about this. These are a couple things. It, it means promise, pledge, vow, obligation, guarantee. And I just, I said, I'm so thankful that we've got a committed church family. It'd been real easy to stay home today. We've got folks that, that don't need to take a fall out there, right? Nobody does. You know, there's other things that you guys could be doing, but there's nothing better than you could be doing. And I'm thankful that you were willing to come here and share the time with us. But so many times, we just let that stuff just, eh, whatever. And there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes. One piece of the puzzle missing, right? Tanya and Tim do a huge amount, not just them, Mike, Bonnie, I don't want to start naming names, all y'all do a whole lot behind the scenes. And one, one piece of the puzzle is a little different. Guess what happened? Tiny even packed gum in, in, in my paperwork. She did every single thing. She says, look, this is how you do the deposit. These are all these for this week. This is for next week. This is here. Everybody's doing everything like this. All this uh, extra mom, all those things like that. Committed to the deal. Tim went over to stuff with me. Hey, look, don't forget to count how many people there are. We keep a running total of that. Don't forget, get with Miss Robin and bring this here and do this here. and all this. All these different things. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Because you know what? I rely on people. Do you? I rely on the people that God's put with me. How about that? And it's good when you can rely on people, isn't it? But ultimately, we need to rely on God. Amen? And just like today, when we rely on God, he brings forth the people to help serve. I said, Mike, you want to play some guitar? Yeah. Yeah, that's great, yeah. Oh, he's going to do one song. I said, well, why don't you play all of them? Okay. And I realize sometimes we just, you know, with schedules and stuff, we can't do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being in a place that God puts you together to strengthen one another. That's a good thing because of the commitment. And, you know, like I said, there's sometimes I don't what I don't like to do. I don't like to tell you I could do something if I can't do it. So sometimes I'm that guy. Let me check with you and I'll get back with you on such and such. Because I want my word to mean something. How about you? Isn't that something? One of the things Miles said when I first started doing church, he was one of the first ones, him and Mike and Bonnie and the family. When we first came out here, Miles told me this. He said, I will do anything you need me to do. I'll help you any way you want. But he says, I'm telling you, just don't, don't, don't get me to stand up and speak. That's not my thing. I said, okay. Not too long ago, he pushed me out of the way, stood up and spoke. <laughs> I said, go ahead, brother, bring it on. But it was on his time frame. It was what God was doing in his life. You know what I tell him? And this was with other people, too. If I call him, I'm gonna single yet on him. If I call him and ask him something, I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to wonder if he's gonna be here on time. I don't have to wonder if he's gonna eat half the barbecue when he comes and picks it up. He might sample it or whatever. It's nice like that, isn't it? And it's not just him. All oh, y'all bring something special to the table. But see, the world won't always do that, will it? And I understand that we let one another down. I don't set up to let anybody down, but I'm going to tell you this. I want to be committed to the mission that God's given us. And I'm thankful for those that are walking alongside that we can get it done. Amen? But ultimately, the commitment that Christ has to us is amazing. Think about that. He says, while you're yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't say, because you're all doing everything right, I'll, I'll, I'll visit you. That wasn't the case. He says, while you were in this sinful state, you know what? I died for you. And that's what's so amazing about the love of God. Man. Now, here's something else. How about this? When is the last time you evaluated your commitments? How about that? You ever think about that? It's good to take a little self-inventory sometimes. I didn't say it was comfortable, but sometimes it's good to take a look at it. It's good to take some self-inventory from time to time, but it also, if we we need to make an adjustment and we don't make the adjustment, we're only lying to ourselves. If, if you're looking at stuff and you say, man, I want to grow further with the Lord and everything else, and then you never open the Bible, you're lying to yourself. If you say, you know, I want to grow in what God's doing, I want to be a part of this, and you don't want to go to a Bible study, then you're lying to yourself. Now, there's a lot of other ways you can do and grow, but I'm just picking out a couple of those things. What, what are they? I'm not here to step on anybody's toes. I'm talking about what do we need to do when we self-evaluate and God shows us something? What, how do we respond to that? Amen. You know, there's things that I, I, I look at and I say, man, you know what? I want to make sure that I tell everybody how much I appreciate what they do. Because I can get busy. Anybody get busy? I can get busy and I'm thinking about this and don't forget that. And i got to get a battery for that. And i got to go down here and don't forget to do this and i got to go over here. Oh, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And last night, Scott, don't even know about it, but I was praying for you guys last night. don't even know if you went out, but you still prayed for it. These guys worked the war. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. I'm thinking about those things, right? And then I said, oh, well, buddy, think about it. When God puts something on my heart, I try to do it right then because you know why? I know that's the best time to do it. How about you? God's got, God's got that perfect timing, that perfect timing. And there's so many times in my life that I've missed it. I'll share a story real quick. There was a guy one day that I worked with. He's since retired. Nice guy and stuff. But sometimes he can be a little rough around the edges. Anybody work with somebody like that, don't worry your it. It's probably me. And I was, I was at the copy machine making some stuff. And the Lord spoke to me just as clear as I'm talking. Probably clearer than this. I want you to tell Jim that I love him. Now, 10 years ago, I'd be like, well, if you really want me to do that, make it snow in June. And I said, ain't no problem, Lord. I'll tell him as soon as I go back by. As soon as I finish what I'm doing, I'll take care of that for you. That wasn't what he said. And when I came out of the room, he wasn't there. So I went on about my business and I started working some stuff and I was running some equipment. And again, I told you, I want you to tell him. I told him, about him, I said, hey, look, you got everything right here? We're I said, I got to go do something. I'll be right back. So I seen my buddy and, and uh, he was in the shop. He was working on something. I said, you got a minute? He goes, yeah, what's up? I said, uh, hey, man, first I want to apologize. Because I didn't do what God asked me to do when he said to do it. But I'm going to tell you what. I said, look, this guy, big guy, I don't care. See, that's the good thing. I really don't care because I know I heard God and I want to do what God said. But even in that, I was slacking it. I did it all my time. I said, hey, man, I just want you to know this. Today, uh, remember when I walked by your office early on, I was making some copies. He goes, yeah. I said, God wants you to know how much he loves you. And he looked at me like I had slapped him with a wet fish. I was like, what's next? He goes, his, his exact thing was, I read my Bible. I said, that's good. I just want to let you know that God loves you. He said, that's just amazing. He said, you have no idea of what I'm dealing with at home. So I went to eat with one of my Christian brothers I went to eat and we were eating. I said, man, I was beating myself up. I said, I should have done what he said right then, but it's all good. He said, what time was that? I said, I don't know. I went up to the copy machine, such and such. He said, I just had a meeting with him about some certain things. And he had just come out of that meeting about that time. He said, there's a lot going on in this man's life. But you know what? I did what God asked me to do on my time frame. And God can still work that. But I learned right there it's best to do it on God's time frame. How many times you, you you see this all the time, definitely doing doing funerals. Somebody reads something in the paper or they get the phone call and they go. I just talked to him yesterday and now he's gone. I just, I was going to go this weekend and we were going to have a cookout, but now they're gone. I mean, I know they were, I know they were sick, but I didn't know they were that sick. Right? I, I knew I was supposed to get by the hospital, but 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 but, but. Man, I, I want to encourage you today. When God gives you that nudge, do it. Even if you think it looks silly, and sometimes it, it does seem silly, but I want to tell you what I, I've been walking with the Lord long enough to know I don't care. Because the blessing on the other side, when when I'm in time and in sync with God and I'm obedient to God, far outweighs what somebody thinks about me. Don't really care. You know, how many people care what somebody thinks about them? Both of you, all y'all. I guess if we're honest a little bit, we want to be represented well. But I'm going to tell you what. I would rather be concerned about what God thinks about me than everybody else. Because his opinion is what weighs in. Everybody can, can, can turn around and judge and they can do this and everything else. If you're guilty of that, Amen. We can can judge and we can do and we think, well, this person dresses this way or they live this way or they talk this way or they did this way or they spend this amount of money. So we think we got it figured out. But I'm going to tell you what, God is the only one that has it figured out. And as we commit to him, you want to see the glory of God? You want to see God work through you? Get in sync with him. When God says, move, move. When God says, stop, stop. I'm not sitting here telling you I always do, but I'm telling you what, I'm always blessed when I do. I'm always blessed when I do. Time after time after time after time. But I tell you what, through that, it's not always comfortable. Sometimes there's conflicts. But you know what? The commitment outweighs all that. Let's keep on rolling. So how do we deal with your will versus God's will? That's what we're coming down to, right? How do we deal with that? You know, we say, okay. Do we just reason it away? Do we go? I, I really didn't hear what. No, I mean, he's probably talking to somebody else. There's somebody better equipped for that, right? Oh, yeah. Do we seek God for the strength to do it? Man, that's what I was doing today. I was like, Lord, my voice is about shot. But you know what? I know that you'll take it. You got it some good microphones. And I know if I slump over one of them, somebody, Angela will jump over and say, I don't know what he's praying, preaching on, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> you know? Because you know what? I've told people before, I said, if I fall out here... On the ground, I go to meet the Lord today. Make sure everybody else knows. Make sure people know. That's the thing. It's so important. But how do we deal with your will versus God's will? We have to trust Him, don't we? We have to walk by faith, not by sight. How many know, especially in your relationship with the Lord, it doesn't always look like you think it should? Amen. I'm going to say that again. How many know in their walk with the Lord, things don't always look. Like they think it should. A lot of times. See, because I figured a long time ago, a lot of things that I'm still dealing with and doing so I thought, man, well gosh, God's got this all figured out. Surely, man, this is what we'll be doing and this is where we'll be and all this stuff. And I, I start putting these putting these little timelines on God. And as time went by, I'm thankful that He didn't use my ruler and my time guide. Right? My time of God. Because you know why I'm gonna just be real honest. I wasn't ready. How about you? We think we're ready for a lot more, and then when the storm hits, you find out maybe you're not. And that's not a bad thing. That's a, just a serious, straight-up thing. You think you're a whole lot stronger until you get on that bench bench press. Put on 300. 300 pounds don't sound like a lot until you go to lift it. I'm down in the 150s, man. I'm thinking. And I'm asking some lady, could she help me? I went to the gym a while back. I told you, I was lifting these things. I had these, I had these 20s in front of that mirror. And I said, excuse me, uh, did you need to get in here and get some of those? She said, yeah, I'll take the 25s. There you go. Yeah. And then I got, then that wasn't good enough. I was pulling the bar down. and seemed like everywhere I went, this lady went. I said, would you like to get on? on would, would you like to jump in and do something? Yeah, when you raise the weight up. Okay, Margie, have at it. But, you know, I thought, isn't that something? Man, next thing you know, I'm not about pulling my arm loose trying to keep up with somebody else, you know? I shouldn't even care. Have at it. Go for it. Man. But, you know, we we worry about that, don't we? We worry about what the neighbors think. We worry about what somebody else thinks and everything else. We don't have to worry about anything when we're trusting God for everything. We really don't. A couple of little things I, I had in here I wanted to share. How do we deal with our will versus His will? First, we need to take more time with God. And realize He's got the master plan. So let me ask you, has God got the master plan? Amen. Has God got the best plan? Amen. Is God always on time? Can God lie? No. Does God love you? Every day. Even when your hair's messed up. i just trying to think anything else might come up. So if we know, do you really believe that? Do you really believe everything we just said? Do we really believe that God's for us? Do we believe that that, that God is is who he says he is? Do we believe all those things? Then why do we worry? Why do we worry? The next time you start to worry about something, ask those questions. Sometimes in my life, or or in different things, I I know the first thing, there's been financial things in our life, and, and, and everything else, sickness in our life, everything else. And I remember this. I remember one time there was a financial situation coming up. And I go, "Woo, that doesn't look good. And I remember, I know it was God talking. I said, but man, if he did all this stuff the other day, he could do this. I remember one time, I don't know if you remember this or not. I was looking for something. I said, man, man, whoo, what happened to that money? All that money's gone and we wrote that bill and all this. Everything, the Lord said, look in your Bible. I said, where's the Bible? Well, I say, where's the Bible? But I got a couple of them. In my Bible, beside my bed, my heart, my heart back. I got some other ones. There. I open it, there's a hundred dollar bill in there. Then he said, Did you just remember it was in there? I go, No, I didn't know we had a hundred dollar bill. But God knew somewhere along the line, I must have put that in there to buy something for Denise or something like that. <laughs> See, boy, God's moving in it. But anyway, he brought that to my memory. <laughs> I, I'm thinking right now, I don't think there's any more in there, honey. But, uh, but what I'm saying is, in the midst of that, I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking. I bet you there's money in that Bible. What I'm saying is, in those times when I look back and I and I, I go back and I start thinking about God got me through that. God paid my bills. God got me through the through through these surgeries. God God put, you know, this person in my life. God's done this. If God's done all that, I don't believe He's ready to give up on me. Do you? I'm going to tell you something. God is not in a giving up on you business. Amen. What he did, he gave of himself for you business. Because he was committed. So let's keep on going and bring this on home. I appreciate y'all being so patient today. Let me click it one more time, please. I'm going to read this. And it says, and, and I know I've read it several times. I want you guys to just meditate on this. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed. Jesus humbled himself to be in tune with the Father. We need to humble ourselves to be in tune with our Heavenly Father. Saying, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. He knew what's coming. Hey, if there's another way to do this thing, God, let's do it another way. Because he knew what's coming. If there's any way we can get around this thing, I'm just putting it in my, my terms. If this is going to be tough. If there's any way. But you know what? If it's not, you will be done. That's pretty amazing. So I said, friends, there's going to be times that we need to go a little beyond. There will be times that we will have to force, be forced out of our comfort zone. It's scary, isn't it? Get out of that comfort zone. New jobs, new decisions, new things. There'll be times of conflict and times that we need great commitment. And I said this, but it all starts with knowing Christ. The will of God is that all will know his son. He wants everybody to know Jesus. But here's the truth of the matter is a lot of people is going to reject him. Probably many in this room probably reject him many times over time. There's going to be people listening to this later on. Maybe they've been to a point that they've rejected Christ and things like that as time went on. But you know what? I pray that today is the day that you receive. Is, is following Christ always comfortable? No. But I tell you what, the ride really outweighs the comfort, doesn't it? The ride's amazing, man. When you see God working in other people, when you see people, lives being transformed, when you see God answering prayers, when you see all those things like that, you go, man, what took me so long? But the truth of the matter, God is still going and still growing and still working on our lives. But the thing is, are you committed to to hold the course? I'm going to tell you something else. Even if you're not, God is. I want you to hear that. How many people know this? You cannot lose your salvation. Amen? God said, no one can pluck you out of my hand. He said, no one can pluck you out of my Amen. hand. My father's given me. John 10, 27, look at that. When I first got saved, I probably went to that verse over and over and over. Why? Because if there was a way to lose it, I would have lost it. How about y'all? If it, if it took doing 10 good things to keep it, I did 27 bad ones. But let me tell you, when I really hit home, when God said, I love you regardless. See, I was trying to maintain my salvation instead of enjoying my salvation. And when I started to enjoy my salvation and rest in the Lord, everything else started peeling away. Because that was the most important thing. I just want to do what God wants me to do. I've had people say, well, don't you want a big church if that's what God wants? Whatever. You know how many headaches going to come with that? A whole lot. The Lord knows where you are. He knows what he's got in store for you. Are you excited about that? I get excited about what God's going to do. So many times we look around we're trying something new. Man, I wonder what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. Man, the sky's the limit with Christ. And I want you guys to hear that today. I want to run back through a few things as we get ready to bring this to a close and have the band come back up there. I want you guys to think about this. I wrote some notes down on this, and, and hopefully you guys found a few things you can write down. And under comfort, I said, I said, comfort doesn't move us forward. It keeps us wandering. what couldn't have been. Think about it. If I'm comfortable all the time sitting here, and I think, well, you know, I could have been a football player. Could have been a preacher. Might have, should have, would have done,' Don't sit on the sidelines of life and miss What God has for you. Amen. I want to encourage you to step out. When God gives you something to do. Step out. And under conflict. I wrote. Conflict is something you will always have. This side of heaven. I said deal with it now. So you can enjoy your choices later. What do you mean by that? You're going to have conflict. You're going to have different things going on in your life. But how we respond to those conflicts. Makes all the difference in the world. I pray today that when we go through these conflicts. In life, that we said, Lord, not your will, but my not not my will, but your will. How about commitment? I said it takes more effort to display it than it does to say it. Put action in your words today. Let us pray, Father God. I thank you today. In the midst of struggling through different things, I pray that you take this message and make it so much more. And I pray that while the band's coming and we're getting ready to just uh, worship you with one last song, Lord, that you come and just pour out on us today, Lord. Lord, I know there's folks here that are dealing with a lot of different things. I know there's folks that couldn't come today because they're dealing with a lot of different things. But Lord, you are the God of all things. And I pray today, Lord, that you move in our circumstance. Each person here, each person that will listen to this later, I pray that you'll move in their situation just like they need you to. And Father, I pray if there's one here today that does not know his Lord and Savior, that today is the day, Lord, that they call on the name of Jesus. That today is the day that they find that peace and that rest. You say, buddy, how do I do that? I share this every week because the truth never changes. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth of the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart of God, raise him from the dead and you will be saved. Do you believe that today? Have you received that today? Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Saved from what? Here's something a lot of people don't talk about a place called hell. And there's only two options when you leave this place. Either spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven or that we, we, we spend torment years and years and years of eternity in hell. That's why it's so important that people know. That's why we need to be committed to sharing the gospel. That's why it's not always comfortable. That's why you're going to run into conflicts. But I pray today, Lord, that someone somewhere, whether it's here or later on, hears that word and grabs a hold to what you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, if it will. Amen.